Hi, this is Adam from Game to Grow. We're about to launch Critical Core, a therapeutic RPG that helps kids on the autism spectrum build confidence, creativity, and social skills. Please help us by pledging your support at criticalcore.org. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. We are the Geek Therapy Community Podcast. My name is Oswe Cardona, joined by my co-hosts, Brandon Saxton. Hello. Laura Taylor. Hey. And Lauren Keller. Hiya. Today we're going to talk about what everybody's talking about. But first, let's check out what's new on the network. Here Comes a Thought, our Steven Universe podcast, had an episode called Ocean Guest. Jedi Council had a story of anorexia recovery. And on GT Radio, we have a bonus episode right before this one where Lara and I talk about Shazam. We always like to thank our patrons at the beginning of every episode. So thank you, thank you, thank you to all our patrons. And always a very special thank you to the producers on Patreon. Ben, Booney, John, Kat, Reese, brand new producer Jamila, who raised her contribution level. Yay! And a brand new patron, Lydia from Spain. Gracias. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ooh, so many producers. Oh, man. I love it. So exciting. There are bosses, just so that's clear. Their ideas are valid. They will tell us what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they understand that. <laughs> yeah, 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 they do. <laughs> and so the topic today is what everyone's talking about. But uh, what I mean by that in, in the, the GT sense is really cultural competence. That's really at the foundation of this, which is like, how important is it to be aware of what everybody's talking about? Now, we're, we're talking about this in April. April is geek heaven, right? <laughs> I mean, how many of you have your endgame tickets already? I've got three sets of tickets <laughs> to decide when I'm going to go. That was a disaster. <laughs> but I, I came away with my tickets. <laughs> like I can't wait. I can't wait to watch Endgame. Like my mom can't wait to watch Endgame. <laughs> right? Game of Thrones mm-hmm. is back in 2 weeks. Ooh. Like oh man. I mean, Lara, you already saw Shazam. I'm going to see it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh man. And like, it's not I mean, even summer yet. It's not even blockbuster time. Like I know. this is like this I know. Is, oh, I so mean, good. and those are the those are the biggest ones. Sabrina is coming back on Netflix mm-hmm. next week. She's a new Shira in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like this month is, it's way too much. And I'm forgetting stuff. I just, Killing I just Eve it. is coming back. Also, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. excited for Killing yeah. Eve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like the summers are crazy, right? For, for geek culture mm-hmm. today, it's like, it's, it's, it's so good. It's so good. So, how important do you all think it is to be aware of these things? Now, I'm kind of that jackass that's like, what do you mean you don't know about what Endgame is? <laughs> but but I, it comes from a place of not like, I don't think you're cool. You know, you're not a real geek. It's more like everybody in the world is aware of this. How can you not be? Like, you're going to miss jokes on morning radio, on SNL, on just like at the water cooler. Like you're going to, you're not going to understand the memes on Instagram. Like there's a, there's a whole, like the whole world is affected by these giant media properties. And, and then that's what I think. I'm curious if uh, all of you agree or disagree with me. And uh, am I exaggerating? What do you think? Um, I think I tend to agree, maybe not 100%. But I do tend to agree. It's kind of, I think this is a timely, certainly topic. It was sort of funny this week um, at work on Tuesdays, we have our clinical case consult with all of the therapists. And we were petitioning this week 
that we should be able to get all of the staff to go to Avengers Endgame as a cultural competency training. And Damn right. <laughs> yes. So it's it's very funny. I thought that that was very in line with what we were talking about. Unfortunately, we weren't able to sell that to the bosses, um, but they did think it was funny. So it is it is kind of funny because it does, I think, at least maybe I think there are a lot of perspectives, but maybe just as a starting place, speaking specifically from the perspective of, of my clinical work, I do think that being at least aware of a lot of the big cultural things is a helpful kind of thing. I, I, have, I work with a number of adolescents and maybe specifically a lot of the young men who I work with. I, I, for whatever reason, I just tend to work with more young men than, than young women. But it's so helpful for me to be able to at least just talk about um, the Marvel movies. And I'm, I've, obviously, I've seen them, but just being able to talk about them or talk about Fortnite or talk about Minecraft, just being aware of a lot of these big cultural things is just so helpful for me to connect and engage and build rapport and get a certain level of comfort for people so they can be ready to open up and maybe dig into things that are a little bit harder to talk about. So I, I do think there's a certain level of importance, maybe within the specific perspective of my work, but almost certainly in a broader sense beyond that as well. I'm also reminded a little bit of someone who is in my graduate school cohort. And this person, uh, it always bothered me just a little because this is someone who was very intentional about not being aware of big cultural things like Endgame hmm. or whatever it was that people are talking about, and then kind of prided themselves on it. Like you would say, oh, yeah, uh, you know, this person maybe would ask, what did you do this weekend? Oh, yeah, I went and saw Avengers Endgame. Almost everyone knows what that is, even if they have no interest in comics or have never read a comic, which is totally okay. Almost everyone knows what an endgame is. It's and on every bus, billboard, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and this person would just be like, oh, oh, what's that? And would always kind of like with almost like this little twinkle in their eye, a little smirk, maybe that like. Ah, I'm just above it. I'm just above it all. And that always rub rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is maybe a side conversation, but it does <laughs> sort of speak to maybe, I don't know, something about my personality configuration that bothered me as much as it did. But also it made me wonder about this person. Um, again, not, I, I am hesitant to always circle things back to clinical work because it doesn't apply to everyone. But just thinking about my own life right now, it made me wonder about that person and their ability to connect with people if they couldn't talk about anything related to pop culture. It's just such a safe starting place to connect and build rapport that I was I was grappled with. How is this person doing that? If you if someone says, oh, have you seen this movie? And you're like, what's what's Avengers? So I don't know. Long-winded answer to say that generally I tend to agree with you that I think it's helpful to at least be aware of these things. Oh, I can't imagine my therapist being like, I don't watch those movies. <laughs> like, I'm, like, It's tough. I'm, I'm above that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Ugh, which happens a lot. You, I mean, Brandon, you, you said like building rapport. And I really think that that, that is the, the biggest benefit of being culturally aware because it makes you seem like a real person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're asking somebody to be, you know, really vulnerable with you and be open and honest in a therapeutic sense and, and just be like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't know anything about any pop culture. It's like, are you a real person or are <laughs> you just an alien and you're coming in here to probe me? It's like, oh, I don't, I don't know. It makes it harder to trust you because it's like, what? 
what do you do in your spare time? Do you just mm-hmm. plug into your your dock and shut down until the next <laughs> meeting? Or do you have a life? Like, mm-hmm. who am I talking to? I don't know. No, totally. And this person, the one thing that they did do was um, just run. They're just a runner. Oh, and that's, boy. that's not an easy thing to talk about. Very healthy. And it's a great hobby, I'm sure. Not one I relate to. Even then, you run by billboards. You you'd, run. You'd think so. <laughs> you, you'd like somebody somewhere had they were talking about it in class so mm-hmm. maybe you'd see something somewhere you'd hear people talking it's it's everywhere absolutely and that's where i and i don't want to derail the conversation but that's where i think for this person that it felt to me like it was intentional mm-hmm. like it's not this that i'm not interested but i'm just i will not look at it and i will not pay attention to it because i'm just above it so i don't know a little bit of a different conversation but certainly something that always struck me as bizarre behavior yeah and again it's end game right we're talking about it's not mm-hmm. To, to keep it Marvel, like, uh, you know... Um, Ant-Man. <laughs> Ant-Man. Everybody or- I love, on Ant-Man. <laughs> I love Ant-Man so much, but he's the least known out of mm-hmm. all of them. It, we're not talking about Cloak and Dagger on Freeform, right? It's, it's like, I get it. Okay, you don't have that channel, or, like, it's a TV show, like, it's different, like, maybe you haven't heard of it, it's related, like, you know, we're talking about, like, AMC said that it was the... Like, it sold three times as much in pre-sales as Infinity War, which was... Damn. It yeah, shut I mean, down their website for yeah. hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's um yeah, again, that's where I come from. It's like it's a worldwide phenomenon. It's one of those things that there are very few things that you could go to almost any part of the world and people would still know what you were talking about because for a moment in time it's what everybody's talking about. Mhm. And not everybody. I'm exaggerating. You know, I don't expect everybody to see every movie, but these are exceptions. Don't talk in absolutes this way. I'm not a Sith. <laughs> so like I said, like I understand not everybody's going to see Avengers Endgame, but a lot of people will be aware of it. But they should. <laughs> I don't think they should either, right? But again, it's, it's the awareness factor. It's everywhere. People are talking about it. And even if you don't like it, right? Like there, I don't know, I can think of sometimes, you know, there's music that comes out that maybe I'm not interested in, but I'm like, I'm aware that, it, that it's out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but there, there are certain things that are just too big. And I don't know. I think it affects, it affects like Brandon, you talked about how it affects the, your work as a therapist. I mean, imagine having a room full of students, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, just like all ages or even first of all, the workplace, right? Like you, you, first of all, you talked about the workplace (laughs) where you guys (laughs) try to, to, to watch it all together, right? To, there's a whole Mm -hmm. bunch of adults who are like, we should probably watch this movie, (laughs) right? We're making plans. We're scheming multiple workplaces. Same thing happens. I mean, imagine a school, right? Mm-hmm. Like after that first weekend, first couple of weeks, you start seeing the Avengers backpacks and the toys and, and just people talking about the movie, having watched it, the kids who did see it, the kids who didn't see it. I mean, it's just, it's a big deal. So I'm, I'm curious from the, from like the media psychology perspective, like in your program, do you make a and like is it part of the program that like when something this huge comes out that it's it's covered in some special way not uh, specifically like you know there's not like a avengers endgame course that i can take but there's like a protocol it's like oh one one of the big (laughs) ones is is coming we need to big ones yeah stop everything The final season of Game of Thrones is coming out, so that's the only wee, course wee. we're offering. <laughs> um, not not specifically, but in every class that I've taken, 
every you know whatever the course is about there is some point in which pop culture is brought into the conversation um i mean i people have talked about game of thrones in in you know introductory class posts where it's like you know here's who i am and they'll list like oh i love to watch game of thrones or i love marvel movies or or stuff like that where you know people are clearly considering that uh, important enough to bring up. I think because media psychology is what we're all studying, I think there's sort of a self-selection group there in which everybody already sort of considers media important and valuable. (laughs) So pop culture is, is a part of that because so much of it is studying the way that pop culture impacts people and the way we think and feel and the decisions we make and the way we connect to each other. And then also it goes the other direction. It's like, what content are we making? You know, obviously I haven't seen Avengers Endgame yet, but what does Endgame say about what it is to be alive in 2019? What does it say about the politics of 2019? What does it say about our sort of cultural interests and fears and and all of that stuff? And that's sort of what media psychology is looking at. So, you know, obviously the idea that you would be in the program and then be sort of snooty about pop culture seems kind of antithetical. <laughs> which, which makes sense because when you're – there's so many therapists in, in the clinical side that just don't get it and they're off in their own space. But when you're looking and studying media, you would hope that people would be open to, to all the different kinds of media. Yeah. I don't know. And so I think Avengers Endgame is the big thing. I mean, I think it's probably going to be bigger than episode nine, I think. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? I think so. But not yeah. episode seven, I don't think. I stood in line for... I I stood in line for four hours to get into that movie. <laughs> and there were other people, like, way out the door, line for four hours before that movie came out. I think that was... Because people had been waiting 30 years for that movie. Yeah. Um, this one, pe- we've been waiting a year. <laughs> yeah. Um, Actually, guess, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a good point to make. You know, we're sort of talking about it, like, from our own our own perspectives and interests but but there is a context to it of you know talking about avengers movies if you are a therapist working with like young teenagers maybe that's not so much their their jam and that's not useful for you to be entrenched in but if you're working with people who are you know between 30 and 35 who have Mm -hmm. been watching (laughs) two decades worth of avengers movies and associated things is like okay it makes more sense to be aware of this stuff because it's important to my client mm-hmm. but even even beyond that just like geek culture wise i think this year it's it's got to be Endgame, and then maybe followed by i mean episode nine is going to be a big deal because mm-hmm. that's the end of the skywalker saga i feel like game of thrones is a big deal because yeah. it's been two years since they've put out episodes so that that builds a lot of excitement um and it's also the last season and it's also completely past the books at this point so it's all totally new stuff so people 
Nobody knows what's going to happen, so yeah. everyone's going to be on the edge of their seat it's the a, entire time. There's a lot of feelings involved. <laughs> People are going to have a lot of feelings. The last three episodes are feature length. Oh, man. Oh, God. A lot of <laughs> a lot of eyes covered like, oh, my God, is my person going to die? Probably. Probably, <laughs> Probably going to die. Everybody's yeah. going to die and the dragons are going to rule the world. Just, <laughs> you know, go to all of your viewing parties in your morning clothes. <laughs> Someone's dying. I, I wanted to be prepared. I brought my sad black lace veil. (laughs) (sighs) So I think it's different for different genres, different, Mm -hmm. if we're talking about music, age groups is definitely, there's, there's definitely something different there. Brandon, Mm -hmm. you brought up Fortnite before and Fortnite was like last year. Like, how could you Mm -hmm. not know about Fortnite? Yeah. It's like if, if you worked with kids in any way, like you needed to be at least mildly aware of Fortnite because that is all anybody was talking about or doing or thinking about. Like mm-hmm. or dancing, like, or yeah. dancing in class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oof, that was that was a lot of fun. So so, what else is coming out this year that that all of you are excited about? Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game, Game of Thrones. Is that, is that all on your list? Star Killing Wars Eve. Episode Nine. <gasps> Killing Eve. Pet Cemetery. I'm excited for that movie. Yeah. She-Ra. I'm very excited for mm. She-Ra. What else is coming out this summer? Um, I am really excited for the next season of Stranger Things. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. I'm a huge fan of that show. I just bought the Stranger Things uh, Dungeons & Dragons starter box. <gasps> oh, um, you got it. Been, <laughs> yes, I did with my two Demogorgon minis and my little uh, uh, adventure module written by Mike with the Thessal Hydra. Um, I've been recently <laughs> kind of rewatching through them again in anticipation for the new season. So that's what I'm pretty excited about that I, is generally pretty popular and well-received. Detective Pikachu. Oh, yeah. Super excited for that. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Lion that's... King. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I'm pretty Aladdin. excited. Story 4. Aladdin. Yeah. I'm excited for Shazam. I haven't seen that yet. You should be excited for Shazam. <laughs> I think it you looks really fun. You should be excited. Please mm-hmm. be excited. <laughs> There's, uh, yeah, I mean, Disney alone is- Frozen 2, I'm mm-hmm. just saying. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. That trailer is wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No, this, oh, man, this is a good year. It's a good year. So much is, good stuff. It's a good year. <laughs> is the Joker movie coming out this year? I saw the trailer October. Dropped, like today. October. Okay. I haven't watched the trailer yet. Joaquin Phoenix is very- thin should i be excited for that then the movie based on your interpretation of the trailer i'm worried about him <laughs> oh okay <laughs> that's all that's all i'm, okay. that's all I'm trying to say <laughs> it's like he's unhealthily thin oh my goodness in the movie it seems like yeah 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 but i am i am excited mm-hmm. on the gaming side borderlands is my favorite game series yes mm-hmm. i mean I've, I've come to accept that i think at some point it's like no it's zelda it's metal gear solid i think those are like the most emotional connections that I have, but definitely the games that I've played the most, the most hours, the ones that I've enjoyed the most with my friends are the Borderlands games and Borderlands 3. I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. I am so, so, so excited that that was announced and it's coming out. And I don't know, like, like last year when Red Dead came out, like that was a huge deal. Like any Rockstar mm-hmm. game that comes out is a huge deal. And, you know, I think it happens more often with movies that we get big events like that. But with gaming, there's, you know, there's a lot of like big ones too. I don't know how mm-hmm. popular Borderlands is going to be, but for me, that's yeah. that's super exciting. It's going to be very mm-hmm. popular. I think so too. <laughs> Any other things that anybody's looking forward to in other mediums? I was just going to say there's a new Dungeons and Dragons um, module coming out. I think that's a another remake of an old second edition 
um, module. I'm forgetting the name of it off the top of my head, which maybe indicates I'm not excited for it, but I very genuinely am. I'm just, I don't recall the name of it, but it's a, it's a more of a C-based kind of one, which is kind of cool, I think. Hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah, always excited about those Dungeons & Dragons modules. Oh, on the Discord, people were talking about the Magic the Gathering expansion that's coming oh, out, yeah. like the new set. Man, I want to get back in. I want to get back in, but don't let me. Please, <laughs> nobody let me. It's so cost prohibitive. <laughs> it, it's it's cost prohibitive, and there's way too many rules at this point. Mm. I dropped off for like five years, and I'm completely lost. It's a different game. It's a very different game. Yeah, I haven't played it in a very long Let's time. Never talk about magic again, please. <laughs> never, <laughs> never. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Lots of good stuff, but uh, I think we talked about the big ones. Oh, I mean, the reason why we're starting a Disney podcast is because we've actually mentioned more Disney properties than anything else. Yep. Um, uh, but uh, the last one, and I think this one is going to be a huge deal when it does happen, which is Disney Plus at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. There's going to be. A lot of exclusive content on there, including a lot of cool shows. Yeah, including live action Star Wars, live action MCU shows. It's High School Musical is coming back. Like, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> happening on yeah. Disney Plus. It's gonna be uh, wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whew, man, unbelievable. Never gonna see me again outside Probably. of my house. <laughs> I'm gonna be watching. Or if you see me outside of my house, my eyes will be glued to my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching yeah. everything. <laughs> well, <sighs> I don't know how much of this I'm going to edit out because we've just like gushed about stuff for the for the past 10 minutes. And it's not – a lot of this stuff isn't what everybody's going to be talking about, but some of it, a lot of people will. And I don't know. I, I, I guess you all agree that it is, it is kind of important. I don't know. I just – I know people who like – never watched star wars and i'm like you're missing a lot of just everyday references every day all day everywhere you go if you live in certain places and i don't understand how do you just not i guess you don't realize it (laughs) but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of information you're missing out on well let's take a break and come back with media matters hi this is adam from game to grow We were founded on the therapeutic power of tabletop role-playing games. And for the last eight years, we've helped kids build confidence, creativity, and social skills. But we can do better. And that's why we're launching Critical Core. Critical Core is a therapeutic role-playing game targeted to the needs of kids on the autism spectrum. And it's coming to Kickstarter March 19th. Together, we can reach thousands of children around the world. Please help us by pledging your support now at criticalcore.org. All right, and we're back. Media matters. So before we talked about things that people are talking about right now, but there are some things that transcend time, <laughs> right? That are just huge. I'm, I mean, you know, before the break, I mentioned Star Wars, and that's mm-hmm. kind of a, what I'm talking about. That's that's the first one I'm going to bring up. Like, I don't. I've I've met people who've never watched Star Wars. <laughs> I've met people who like kind of, sort of know what a Yoda is, and <laughs> it's just. Like, Brandon, you talked about someone earlier who seems to, like, pride themselves in not mm-hmm. knowing about certain things. But I've met people who I just don't understand. I understand how, how you didn't watch the movies, but how you're not aware of certain things like Yoda or Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand how that happens. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have other examples of things like this that just seem to transcend countries, language, borders, age groups, time, 
there's a few. So I'm, I'm curious what you all brought. My usual go-to would be Star Wars. I did it first. I, yes, you did. I'd say, <laughs> so instead I'm going to say Harry Potter. Okay. It, okay. It's a, it's a big deal in a lot of countries and a lot of places. Um, and different generations now, because there are kids now reading it that are children of uh, the parents who read it when they were younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of those things that's interesting. My wife has not finished reading or watching Harry Potter, and she has managed to not get spoilers. And this is, like, crazy. She has read some of it, so she gets... When, when you say what house you're from, she gets that and she, she likes it. She just, it dropped off at a certain point. Um, I think she just hasn't read Deathly Hallows and half of Half, half Blood Prince. But then there are other people, uh, my coworker and friend turned me onto a podcast, uh, called Potterless, where the, the guy doing the podcast had not, he'd watched three and a half movies maybe four and a half movies, and read none of the books. And so he does does a pre-episode where he just talks about what he thinks Harry Potter (laughs) is and then breaks it down and has his, like, really big Potterhead friends on the show with him and talks about each, like, couple chapters going through the whole series as he's experiencing this, this series for the first time. I think he started when he was 24. Um, And it's hilarious. I love it so much. <laughs> I don't understand how Nina has not had the story <laughs> spoiled. That sounds like hard work. I mean, probably it has been, and she just didn't realize it and then forgot. Well, maybe it's possible. Yeah. the lack of it's spoil. True. She doesn't know if it, if that was the ending because she hasn't actually seen it. So. And, and it puts yeah. me in a dilemma because I have tickets for... Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. What? And <laughs> and I can't take her <laughs> unless she hurries up in the next year. And I've told you this offline, but I will go with you if she doesn't. Oh, uh, catch I will go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I'll let you know where she's at in six months. <laughs> let me know. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got for that one. Um, okay. I mean, I could talk about Game of Thrones for a while, but I think I'm going to shift to a much smaller example. The Shining. I Hmm. think that is a really big horror movie that has impacted the horror genre and it has impacted movies in general. Um, It gets referenced in so, so many things. This is great because when Ready Player One came out, Laura and I both talked about how we've never watched the movie, <laughs> but we but we were like we knew we were watching Shining references. We knew yes. what it was. Yeah, yeah. exactly, oh, okay. exactly. That's that is what I was getting to. Is I didn't see The Shining until I don't know, probably like 2012, but um, it is something that I had like fairly intimate knowledge of because it got referenced in so many things, including what I recall the most is uh, The Simpsons in one of the Treehouse of Horror episodes. The they do the all work and no play makes homer go crazy arguably the best treehouse of horror episode great (laughs) one but it's one of those things where it's like i when i did finally sit down and watch the shining like i enjoyed it that's a great movie but i really came away from like after finishing it i'm like i didn't need to watch this actually i had already like i had already seen gifs of all of the like biggest parts and i'd seen so many other uh, TV shows and comics and all sorts of things reference specific parts of the movie that I had already basically seen the movie, but like 
through secondhand lenses and references. And it, it was just really interesting. One of those things that has had a really large cultural impact, but you didn't necessarily had to have watched it to be impacted by it. Should I talk about Game of Thrones now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's that huge? Game of Thrones? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do think Game of Thrones is that huge. I think the popularity of Game of Thrones pretty much from season one really made um, those kinds of fantasy stories more popular right now. I feel like we're getting a lot of um, other shows like uh, Vikings and stuff like that where um, they wouldn't exist if not for how popular Game of Thrones had become. And again, sort of tangentially is like I have talked about Game of Thrones to people who have not read the books and have not you know, sat down and watched the show or they've seen like an episode or something, but they've picked up enough knowledge from other people that they're like, oh yeah, I can, you know, I can make the inside goofs with you, even though I haven't seen it all. Yeah. People say like, you know, nothing and winter is coming yeah, and they're referencing yeah. it and they may not even realize where it came from at this point. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. Yeah. I think it's going to have a lasting effect because there will be the prequel shows oh, yeah. and- the novels, I still believe that they will eventually come out. Even if he mm-hmm. dies, somebody's going to write them. <laughs> yep. like, Sh- shut your mouth. <laughs> don't don't call that on him. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, he's got some other short stories that take place in Westeros. There's yeah. a, mm-hmm. a comic book. Like there's, yeah. there's all sorts of stuff that has sprung forth from the fertile earth yeah. of Westeros. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and I think that's going to be a pattern that we see, I mean, not with The Shining, but with Harry Potter and Star Wars, like those things, they keep, there's still, they're newer versions of it, right? There's mm-hmm. con- there's new media that continues to come out constantly that's actually the core part of the media, right? Not like media about the the stories. So that, that helps a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Brendan? I have two. One of them is Batman. No, neither what? of them is Batman. And none of them has to do with Batman having plans to neutralize the Justice League. <laughs> it um, doesn't, because no. that's all Brandon's talking about. It's true. That is that is generally all I talk about. I had to be very careful this week that I didn't accidentally pick that again. Um, the first one that I have is Lord of the Rings. I was going to say, if somebody didn't say Lord of the Rings, oh, yeah. we were having a problem. So, it's an yay, easy Brandon! One. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, I think the impact of Lord of the Rings is in the impact it's had in so much media that came after it, whether it's role-playing games, um, both video and tabletop, or just the fantasy genre. I mean, in general, I think the impact of Lord of the Rings really is, it, it's hard to understate it. It's such, it's so huge. So I think that's that's really cool. I don't know in terms of how many people have read the books. I don't have a good sense of mm-hmm. that. They're, they're pretty lengthy and uh, I mean, they're fun to read, but they aren't for everyone. That's for sure. And I think that's pretty <laughs> understandable. I would never hold it against someone for not reading Lord of the Rings. And even the movies, I feel like we're getting to a time now where the movies are, not everyone has seen those anymore. Man, and Amazon is remaking Oh, that's Lord right. Yeah, I had forgotten about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I am excited for. Yeah. Me even too. though I had forgotten about it, I am looking forward to that. And there's those old. animated movies too. Yeah. Yes. I just want a good Hobbit. Well, we can yeah. we can wish. Dreams someday. Live long enough, and you'll you'll get the remake that you. It'll deserve. cycle. I'll yep. just watch the the old seventies. 
Oh, it's so anim- good. animated Hobbit. <laughs> that's that one. the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great. So that's one that I think, even though I don't know how much people are consuming Lord of the Rings today, that just the impact of it on culture is so substantial. They still get the references too. Like oh, totally. everybody, even though that maybe they haven't watched it, kind of gets my precious and and that. Oh, kind for of sure. Thing, so yeah, there's a Gollum game coming out. Really? <laughs> they just announced. Yeah. Oh, that'll be, that'll be my fun. wife will have yeah. nightmares when I play it. <laughs> <laughs> Then the other one that I was going to talk about, which we already touched on just briefly with Detective Pikachu, was Pokemon. I think Pokemon is pretty big, too, across Mm -hmm. ages and uh, just around the world. I remember being, you know, I think in like third grade or second grade and uh, like I... This is like how my Pokemon journey started was someone gave me a card just starting off, which was a Charmander card, which is just so fitting um, just because <laughs> it's one of the starters. And then that was my first card, which has always seemed kind of fun for a little Brandon. And then I had gotten a couple of Charizards out of packs and I traded one Charizard for my very first Game Boy with a copy of Pokemon <gasps> Red. What? And so that's, yeah, that's how I got <laughs> to start yeah. playing Pokemon. And so... I mean, I'm still playing Pokemon today on the Switch. It's It hasn't gotten old for me. And so I think that's just really neat that there's still content coming out, both in terms of shows and probably movies. So I haven't kept up with the movies, but I seem to see a ton of them on Netflix all the time. And they're still making cards. And they're still, I mean, there's just so much Pokemon content coming out. And I think Detective Pikachu just looks remarkably fun and like a movie that could really appeal to a pretty wide range of people. So I think certainly that's one that just culturally speaking, at least in my perspective is pretty huge. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. When Pokemon go came out, it was Mm -hmm. unbelievable how many people, (laughs) you know, talking about media psychology, there were so many studies done on Pokemon go right when it came out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just because of how many people got got involved in it and how popular it got and it changed like you know exercise behaviors and huge populations it got used in like social anxiety treatment people would be like okay go go play pokemon go because you'll be interacting with some other people but it's like low-key and it's just pokemon you love pokemon stuff like that like yeah i'll never leave my house but i'll go catch pokemon (laughs) yeah yeah when we, I was for months, I was trying to launch headshots, and then when Pokemon Go came out, I was like, "Nope, we're not waiting anymore. <laughs> this is happening right now. <laughs> we got to talk about this. We need to talk about this. Yeah, yeah. No, that's twenty years, and then it's not slowing down. It is whew, that one's huge. Speaking of video games, I mean, Mario is one of those images mm-hmm. that just people, even if they've never played the original Mario, people just know that eight bit character, the music, like it's just. That transcends everything. It's it's incredible the effect that, that Mario has. Like Nintendo will always be okay because they have Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tetris is one of those too, where just people know what it is. Yeah. It's impressive how how you'll see somebody was like, Did you just did you just make a Tetris reference? <laughs> because I was moving some boxes around. Really? Yep. Um that. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think I think Superman is one of the ones that mm-hmm. it, it's actually one of those like modern myths that I always refer to where that symbol, people just know it. Like my grandmother knows it and she's never read a comic book or watched a Superman movie or anything like that. And I mean, when you look back at the history of it, yeah, there's 
80 years of comic books and multiple movies and TV shows and different versions. Like there's tons of media, but still like that transcends. Like a lot of people haven't watched the old series or watched Smallville or Krypton. There's a show about Superman's grandfather. <laughs> if you didn't know <laughs> <laughs> on sci-fi, it's real good too. Uh, but, but yeah, Superman, it's like that symbol, you know, I think Batman too. I've had mm-hmm. like, they sell t-shirts at the gap and, target with batman and superman logos and people buy them and they don't really know anything about the characters it's just like oh that's a cool symbol to wear i've had that experience where i go up to somebody and i'm like oh like you like batman it's like no but i think the shirt looks really cool (laughs) i had that experience with my stepbrother with he was wearing a uh, legend of zelda hat that looks a lot like one that i own and we're like oh you have one too and he said what is it yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah. "What are you?" But I've had yeah. the opposite, where people that don't even play the Legend of Zelda games have seen the Triforce on my hat and been like, "Oh, that's Legend of Zelda, cool!" Even though they've never played. <laughs> yeah, they really like the character in the green tunic named Zelda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what if Zelda was a girl? <laughs> what if? <laughs> what if? <laughs> oh man, yeah. I mean, I think it's cool that we can actually bring up video games and they have the, like they're that huge i mean one could argue that pokemon is also an anime and like way beyond video games but i still mm-hmm. consider it like at its core a gaming franchise yeah it's definitely multimedia but it is it started as a game but it's cool that we're we're talking about not just movies and books but we're talking about video games we're talking about comic book characters this is this is what a time to be alive Geeks did take over the world. Unbelievable. Now we just got to do good with all that power. All right. So this has been a lot of fun, but it is time to start wrapping up. Before we do, let's do a geek therapy segment where we talk about something that was therapeutic in the most general sense of the word. So it either made us feel good or helped us get through a tough time. Lauren, what'd you bring? This past week, I did a answer question thing on Twitter about video games Um, (laughs) and it was really nice to go through and be sort of thoughtful about about listing out video games that fit in specific uh, questions like you know favorite video game music and favorite uh, female character and favorite NPC and stuff like that, and so, um, and and I tried really hard not to repeat games because I wanted to show off a whole bunch of different games that I like. But it was just it was really enjoyable going through all that stuff and thinking about games that I haven't played in a long time, but are really important to me emotionally. And getting responses from some people on Twitter who you know also really like the games or wanted to ask more questions uh, about stuff that I liked. It, it was just it was really nice, and it was. It was nice to be thoughtful about about video games like that. Brandon, what'd you get? Something that I did this week that made me feel good and boosted my mood is something I do every week, um, which is my weekly Dungeons & Dragons game with some friends here in the Fargo-Moorhead area, um, which I've talked about before. But I was just kind of reflecting on the week, and that's really something that stands out for me every week as something that I generally look forward to and afterwards really am happy to have went even if beforehand I'm feeling kind of tired or feeling like I don't really want to socialize after I get there and play and have something scheduled out of the apartment with friends that I really enjoy um yeah it's something that I mean I always 
enjoy always feel good after after having gone so yeah D weekly D. that's that's my geek therapy for this week hell yeah i wish i had a weekly D game me too oh well that's what we don't have but lara what, what did you bring this week <laughs> what did i bring this week well i'm i'm i would gush about shazam but i but we're gonna do that we have a bonus episode that we're doing so mm-hmm. i got to do some awesome comics events over the weekend um i went to the cartoon art museum and there was an event with Brian Fees, who wrote A Fire Story. It's a graphic novel. It was originally just a little webcomic he did after the Napa Valley fires a couple of years ago um, when he lost his home. And it got picked up by KQED, and it became this big thing, millions of views. And so he decided to make it a full-length graphic novel. And the stories he told and the way he wrote this book, I can't, I'm not going to go into detail about it, but it was just really powerful hearing his story and everyone should check this book out. He's an amazing artist and a very good storyteller. So, and then we jumped from that cool little event to um, comics experiences, my local comic book shop in San Francisco, and they've been open for 30 years now. So they had a giant party Um, And I got to hang out with all these local comics people and just have a good time hanging out, talking comics and talking about the future of comics and what we like. And it was really fun to be around my people. Because we're the same person. Mine is also comics related. (laughs) This week, we got news that DC Universe, the subscription service from DC, is finally finally going to add all of the digital comics that DC has to its service. And it's not going to raise the price at all. So That's amazing. <sighs> Man, like you, you have no idea. It's been, comics are expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yep. Individually, they're not expensive. But like $4 a pop, you can't read too many comic books in a month. And now we can talk about the stuff that I was reading a year ago, Josue. Yes, because the, the way it's set up is that once a comic hits a year of being published, it gets automatically added to the service. So everything a year old or older is is in the service now. And every week, new comics will, will be added. And there has been so much that I've missed in the past, damn, like five years Mm-hmm. So much, so much. Like, I practically didn't read any of Rebirth. I'm so happy. You have no idea how happy. And I am. there's so much good stuff in there, and I can't wait for you to read it. Oh, I, I'm, I'm so excited for you. There are no words. There are no <laughs> words. <laughs> like, I used to go to the public library and just get 20 graphic novels at a time to catch up, and now finally I can do it all digitally, and I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. I've subscribed to the Marvel one multiple times, but mm-hmm. I really, really, really. I've always wanted the DC one. I'm so happy. Plus the shows on DC, or the, the ones that they've made so far, are pretty good. And there's tons of stuff there, like Batman the Animated Series. They announced a Stargirl show, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, coming, that's coming next year. Oh, so so good. So good. Actually, so now I have this problem. It comes up on the Discord every now and then. It's like I'm waiting to finish uh, Dragon Ball Super on VRV to cancel VRV and then I'm going to cancel CBS All Access when Star Trek Discovery is done, and then I'm going to subscribe to DC Universe forever. (laughs) Very happy. (laughs) Oh, man, can't wait. All right, so that does it for this episode of GT Radio. 
Thank you so much for joining us. You can always find us at geektherapy.com. There are multiple places where you can interact with members of the community, like the Facebook group, the Discord, and the forum. You can find all of those links in the show notes. And the best place to find us is on Twitter. That's at Geek Therapy. I'm at Josue Cardona. Lauren is at Chicken Dinosaur. Brandon is at Brandon underscore Saxon. And Lara is at Geek Therapist. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to geek out and do good. And we'll be back next week. Bye. You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. For more about the network, visit network.geektherapy.com. And for additional content, including the GT Book Club and discounts on our merch store, consider joining Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash geektherapy. You're walking down a deep cavernous cave in search of an ancient, powerful treasure. You're not sure what danger might lurk around every corner. And as you turn around the bend, you see a deep, cavernous pit. A fall would mean certain death. As you look up, you see that dangling on a rope above the chasm is a small gnome, his eyes wide with shock. I'm so glad you're here. I've got myself in quite the pickle. Now what do you do next? Believe it or not, this kind of fantasy roleplay can have meaningful, long-lasting effects for kids who struggle with social skills and problem-solving skills. This is Adam from Game to Grow. We were founded on the therapeutic power of tabletop role-playing games. And for the last eight years, we've helped kids build confidence, creativity, and social skills. But we can do better. And that's why we're launching Critical Core. Critical Core is a therapeutic role-playing game targeted to the needs of kids on the autism spectrum. And it's coming to Kickstarter March 19th. Together, we can reach thousands of children around the world. Please help us by pledging your support now at criticalcore.org.